Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. Did I sound like a radio guy? You are a radio guy. Yeah, but did I sound like a radio guy? You did. That's all I care about. All right, good. Well, welcome, folks. Uh, so so nice to have you here on another week of our Church Solutions Podcast. As we always say, we are a tech company, which is short for technical. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Captain Obvious. And uh, uh, we work with streaming video. Uh, we, we do mobile apps. We do uh, websites, church management. What else do we do, Steve? Um, that sort of thing. We move blocks. I think you just we covered move, it. We move bricks too, don't we? We do. Yeah. Yes, we, we did bricks. that just this yeah, just this day. week, and I got a lot of exercise. Yeah, good. I was sore for a couple of days down there at the what do they call that the the glutes? Is that what they call that down there? I don't know <laughs> oh what it's called. Goodness. All right, let's not go there. So our uh, our guest today is a creative entrepreneur. He's a writer. He's the author of the book Created for More which is actually a 30-day devotional uh, to help uh, develop a more creative mind. Uh, He resides in beautiful San Antonio, Texas, and he loves to – Loves to do something with coffee beans. I think he likes to roast his own coffee beans. Have you ever done that, Yes, that's it. Yeah. Steve, have you ever done – no, not not my own. You don't know what you're. You're not a millennial, uh, <laughs> and uh, and he's got a lovely wife by the name of Carol, uh, Carolina. Is that uh, did I, I get my glasses? Well, it's got it's Carolina. So Carolina, throw some Hispanic flair in there. Oh, because she's from Argentina, right? <laughs> yes, that's where her family's from. There yeah. Uh, and so, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Malm is, is who I didn't actually say your name. I'm just telling everything about you. Jonathan, he needs no introduction. That's right. Jonathan Malm, M-A-L-M, is, uh, is our guest. He's been our guest before. And again, a little background. He grew up as a PK uh, and actually grew up in uh, Guatemala and uh, as a missionary's uh, son. And uh, got his bachelor degree in marketing, as, uh, was a church graphic designer, uh, creative director, did music, worship leading, running technical side. So he's got a lot going on. And Jonathan, you've written more than just one book, right? Oh, yeah. We have. Um, so I have uh, The Hidden Option, which just came out a couple of months ago, which is um, really a new way to think about problem solving. It's applying God's creativity to the situation. So it's, it's a book I'm pretty excited about. The Hidden uh, Option? Is that the Hidden you're... Option, Yeah. Uh, yeah, available on Amazon. And then Unwelcome, which is right. really a book about how to become a more welcoming church. Yeah, Super practical that. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, then I actually have one coming out in 2018, which just got on all the catalogs and is now on Amazon for super pre-order because it's August 2018. Uh, but that's called The Comeback Effect, which I wrote that with uh, the guy who's in charge of guest services at North Point Ministries, all their campuses. Wow. You're a busy beaver. Yes. And I then love not- writing. I love doing stuff. Yeah, and not to mention the he's the man behind churchstagedesignideas.com, right? Churchstagedesignideas, indeed, that's me, yeah. Uh, you got several websites, and today we're going to talk about, uh, I, I guess, let's just jump into it. We'll we'll push your websites and stuff later, because I'm sure people are sure. sitting here listening to this. So, uh, Jonathan, uh, we're going to talk today about social media, but it's it's social media with a little bit of a different twist. We're calling this social media your new congregation. Uh, 
yes. So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on social media and uh, maybe why I'm using it wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's thousands of ways to use social media, but I, I do believe there's an opportunity a lot of churches aren't tapping into, which I'd love to see more churches do this, is the idea that, you know, you know previous generations, um, they use social media kind of as, a, as an add-on to their everyday life, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I meet you for coffee, and then I add you on Facebook and maybe comment on some of your stuff, but really, the real relationship is the time that we had coffee together, right? That's how... A lot of people see social media, and that's how I think a lot of churches see social media. It's like it's like kind of a, a a digital replica of the person, but it's not really the real person. Okay. But newer generations, and I'd say even some older generations, are making the shift to feeling social media is actually just as much a valid part of their life as going to coffee with someone, meeting face to face, which presents a unique opportunity for churches where I think in the past we've often used social media as another advertising platform. You know, it's basically an extension of the announcements on Sunday morning, right? We're like, hey, remember, we got this coming up. We got this series starting. And we're just basically asking stuff of people. Social media becomes a a series of asks. It's almost like we're selling Plexus or It Works Wraps or um, all those those products that people sell on social media. We're like, man, this guy's trying to push another product on me. Like, can't we just be friends? Uh, so I, <laughs> How do I, I unfollow like this to, guy? Yes, exactly. And that, that's constantly what happens is, you know, why would I want to follow more advertisements? You know, I don't, there's no, there's no TV that I watch from like, it's 24 seven commercials. Like I don't want to watch a channel that's like that. Um, there are a few people who watch QVC obviously, but, um, so you know, why are we doing that with our, with our church social media? Why are we creating just a channel of advertisements because where instead we, we could actually, what's that? I, I, I just was cutting you off because we need somebody yeah. like you to help us. That's why yes. we need to be steered well, in the right direction. That's, I think it, it's really, it's about starting to see the opportunity in social media instead of I think a lot of times we're like okay we need to be on social media we need to be on social media but without the the why it just becomes well what are we going to do on there we're going to do what we do through our announcements it, it, we don't have the vision for actually ministering through social media through actually realizing we're reaching potentially thousands of people who would never come into our church and being able to invest in their lives so how are we going to make that investment so how do we do this? So, you know, I'm probably guilty as anybody else, you know, Hey, we got, uh, uh, something coming up, new Bible study coming up or, you know, membership classes coming up. What would be a good example of, of posting something along the lines, which you're talking about right now? Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest option is to just take the type of content that you're already creating on a Sunday morning. I mean, that's what we do on Sunday mornings. We create content, you know, we, we create worship sets, we create create thoughts. Uh, we 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 work with scriptures. We work with songs. So, what if you were to take some of that content and make it available on social media without an ask? Like, I, I really would love to start seeing more people, more people in general, start actually giving more on social media than they're asking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, you know, that leadership concept where you have uh, the bank account, and you need to always add more to the bank account than you withdraw. Otherwise, you're overdrawn. Um, so what are you adding to the people? How are you contributing to their life? Which could be simple things like encouragement, like, Hey, have you thought of this verse today? Or, Hey, you know, look for ways you can be generous or, Hey, look for ways you can, uh, encourage others. Simple thoughts like that, that'll actually enhance people's days. And then, you know, make an occasional ask when it makes sense or whenever it's something really important. But 
really investing more into people than you're withdrawing from them. So this will take a little bit of effort then, right? On the part of <laughs> the church. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's the idea is, you know, if, if you don't have a vision for it, like if you don't feel the excitement behind it, it's going to feel like a chore. Right. Um, so it really does require a shift in mentality where, you know, pastors, pastors will spend 24, sometimes 40 hours working on a sermon for Sunday morning to reach maybe, you know, 200, 500 people, depending on the church, maybe, maybe thousands, depending on if you have a large church, but and then they'll feel like, oh, I can't post anything on social media because it just takes too much time. Uh, whereas you have like thousands of people on social media. So I think it requires a little bit of shift in mentality. Yeah, you're not getting to see the faces. Maybe you're not getting to see the hands raised. But realizing that, man, that, that can profoundly impact someone in a small way through their day. Uh, just like, you know, if you follow Rick Warren's tweet. Uh, he can write something that, you know, a simple 140 character tweet that makes you think and actually changes the way you're approaching your life that day. That's good stuff. That's good. So uh, here's something I've been doing for a number of years. I have been uh, finding some really nice images and and they're not, I I don't think they're cheesy, but maybe some people do, but I I, I think they're (laughs) they're different images. They're they're more artsy stuff because that's kind of the, my congregation's more, into more of a artsy kind of a mode. And so I, I, what I'll do is I will post an image that's a, you know, tasteful artsy image. And then I will find a inspirational quote or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that goes along with that. And I'll post that. Like, uh, I won't even put it on the image. I mean, some people will put, you know, overlay text or something on the image. I'll just stick it in the comment section. I mean, do you think I'm heading the right track down the right road with that instead of you know, just asking yeah. people to show up Sunday morning. <laughs> no, that's that's fantastic. I think that's something, you know, I, I've been experimenting that with, with that with my personal channels. I've actually found that, though, to be honest, especially on Instagram, mm-hmm. putting the text on the image is more effective because I, I've, I've previously in the past tried to rely on the caption to really present right. the idea that I'm trying to present. Yeah. And my 16-year-old sister-in-law told me something that, you know, she said, yeah, the image is great. But like most people aren't going to read the caption. Like you have to get them with the image first. You have to capture their attention. Uh, So get your thought in the image and then you can supplement it. Um, So that's been a change that I've been making a little bit. Hmm. Um, And as far as the images, I don't, I don't know if I told you this guys. Uh, I run a site called sundaysocial.tv, which is social media graphics for churches. So not to plug, I'll just, that's all I'll say about that. Unless you guys want to hear more, but um, that's a resource for you. And there are a few others that are out there like that, that create social media graphics for churches to use. Um, well, let's, let, to, no, let's plug it. It's so, so what's, okay, the, yeah. what's the domain social Sunday, social dot TV, social dot TV. Yeah. And it's, it's in a subscription base. So it does require a, a $9 a month fee, but that gets you instant access to like, I think it's somewhere close to a thousand graphics now. Um, that churches, it's primarily made meant for social media where, you know, there'll be a quote from uh, Ralph Sockman or A.W. Tozer mm-hmm. or C.S. Lewis um, or scriptures or just simple, you know, the word kindness, just that overlaid on a cool image. Right. Um, I have a partner who makes some really cool graphics. So that's what uh, that's what we're doing. So back, I got a question the, I'm not a big uh, Instagram user, but are you posting yeah. to Instagram from your phone? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few different ways to do it. I often. I, often post from my phone because it allows me to 
you know, to feel the time, you know, there, there are some people who use scheduling programs, right. um, which is great, uh, where you can, you know, you can schedule your posts out for like a month in advance. The problem is whenever there's something like there was the shooting in Texas recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I felt like, you know, I had something scheduled to post that day. And it actually worked. It actually kind of commented on something. It actually worked for that situation, that environment that we were in. But I feel, felt like I needed to tweak the – I wanted to tweak the um, the wording a little bit to really address the situation. So I, I, I kind of like to make it a daily thing where I just post daily so I can really – you know, catch the vibe of what's going on in the community. Yeah, stay stay so, relevant. So how are you, yeah. I guess my question leads to how are you putting, how would you put text on an image on your phone? I think yeah, well, be, there's, um, go for it. Oh yeah. So, I mean, well, there, there's first of all, the graphics, what I do frequently is I'll make, actually make the graphics on my computer and then I'll sync them up. You know, I'll use a uh, software like Dropbox. Oh, okay. Um, or if you have AirDrop, uh, which is like an iPhone feature. You can just drop it to your phone. Right. Um, but there's also applications on the phone, things like Over, which is, I think it's a free app that lets you put text on images um, just just within your phone. It's super simple to use. Uh, and then you can save that and then take it into Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Because, yeah, that was yeah. that was my question about how would that because i do that often or i'll I'll have images that i gotta take on the phone i gotta get to the computer and i use dropbox as well just to pass stuff or vice versa or go the other way yeah there's also another application it's a it's a web a website called grum.co g-r-u-m.co and it lets you schedule from your computer uh to automatically post on instagram so i still use that for my personal account for church stages and ideas where, you know, when it's regular content, I'll schedule it. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a paid service. But every now and then, AppSumo, which is a website, has like a lifetime membership to Grum for like a $20 one-time fee. So it'd be great if the listeners are interested in using this software, Grum. It's great to check AppSumo. Probably Black Friday might be a time. Um, sometimes during the summer, they have these deals, which are phenomenal. Okay. Wow. That sounds good. So, um, you know, let, let's kind of back up a little bit. Social media, your new congregation, um, as Steve's phone rings. Uh, what, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at, you know, somebody, I mean, what's, do you think it's best to, and, and I'm a schedule guy for the most part. Steve mm-hmm. doesn't believe this, but I, I, I do schedule things in my life. So, I mean, the best part with social media from what I'm getting so far from what we talked about a little few minutes ago is you really want to take it seriously. Yeah. If you really want to make it different than just asking. So therefore you should probably consider if I'm posting for my church's website, should I do it every day? Should I schedule it three times a week? Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on it? Is, is every day is more better, more or less? Uh, what's your ideas on that? Yeah, I'm a fan of every day Um, and sometimes twice a day, depending on the content that you have. Uh, What I do, I've started to do with my personal account because I'm really trying to take this seriously personally, too, is I plan about two weeks in advance what I want to post for, you know, two weeks from now. Um, So I have an Excel spreadsheet. Basically, I just do five posts a week. I don't worry about the weekends because most of the people who follow me are engaged on the weekday. Um, So I plan, you know... uh, I want to post a picture of me speaking with a quote image over it. I want to post an image of the hidden option on a table that I took. 
Um, so I kind of plan these shots that I'll need to take, pictures that I need to take, graphics I need to make. Then that gives me two weeks to put them together. So I'm not like under this intense pressure. Then when it comes to each day posting, I just go on that Excel sheet. I see what's scheduled to post that day and I post it. Um, so I found a little bit of forethought, you know, to just the same as a pastor would do with, you know, with a sermon, you know, you, you don't necessarily think about what you're going to talk about on Saturday night. Some people do that, yeah, but I know uh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of pastors have felt, found it helpful at least to create a framework, right. you know, maybe a month out. They don't have the meat of it. It's not all done, but they at least have a, a you know, a roadmap of where they're right. going to go. So it's not so much pressure, so much stress on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, same thing with posting on social media. You know, a lot of people feel stressed each day trying to figure out what to post. So, so if you can put, you know, I put it on my schedule once a week to just, hey, plan five posts for the next week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah and, it, and it really is it's super helpful. And then, of course, I can always deviate. You know, again, if there's something that's timely, I can post something. Yeah. And then the uh, and this is what I was taught years ago. So if somebody responds to that post, uh, mm-hmm. then the admin person or whoever's overseeing, you know, the page, they should respond as well. Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and that's the, that's the whole point is, is social media is a give and take. Um, so, you know, if they ask a question, respond or better yet, encourage other people to respond, uh, try to make it a conversation instead of just a, a one way, you know, thing. Cause previously, you know, with, uh, churches have, have very much been a traditional media platform, meaning, you know, what is television? Television is a one-way conversation. Right. Uh, newspaper, a one-way conversation. Radio, one-way conversation, where I can tell you and hopefully you're listening, but I'm not going to hear anything back from you until you send me a letter and it gets to me, you know, a week later. Um, but man, with, with social media, you get instant feedback. And sometimes great content is actually coming from other people first. So, one thing you can do is you can go on, you know, you follow your congregation members, and if they post a picture at your church, just ask them, hey, can I post that from the church yeah. of you, your smiling face? And then you're actually getting your own people to create content for you. Right. So there's, it really seems like a big shift in mindset because, Definitely. I mean, the church is really, you know, if you're at the church, you're on staff, or you're part of the, the church, you're thinking, okay, I got this you know, this next four weeks going on and you, you think in terms of how do I get the word out so that I can get participation and get results, right? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we got this giving campaign coming up and are these, you know, all these different things. You're thinking about ways to get the word out. Yeah. And, and so what you're saying is, you know, you may have that responsibility, but the social media should be, and I think you said this earlier, is the reason it's valuable is because it's social, it's interaction with people. Yeah. So this is a completely different mindset as opposed to, oh, I'll use social to help me achieve my get my message out yeah. Um, yeah. job as opposed to, oh, I've got a let's let's have some conversations with some people um, so we can add value in, in you know both ways. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You, you said, you know, you, you said this thing, how can I get the word out? But I want to almost shift the emphasis there is instead of how can I get the word out, how can I get the word out? Like, how can I get it out to people? So it's almost like this is probably going to sound silly, but it's almost like, you know, in the past, we've had street preachers who go out and they preach the gospel on the street. And 
you know, maybe we've found that's not the most effective way to do it. But the crazy thing is social media has actually changed it a little bit where, you know, we actually can be street preachers, but our street is social media and we can actually preach the word to people. We can encourage people. We can actually, you know, engage with people, which is something we can't do very well in our church. A lot of times, you know, we have so many barriers for people to get to our services. You know, they have to first of all, risk the idea of going into a, what feels like a hostile environment sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which assert, you know, you don't know if they're going to be sacrificing chickens at the church or handling mm-hmm. snakes, right? Like it's scary to go to, into, to a new church. So we're really just removing barriers from people. So instead of trying to get them to come into our church, let's get our church to come to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean always preaching, you know, it doesn't need to be hellfire or or repent, repent, repent. Sometimes it can be something entertaining. Sometimes it can be something funny, like, uh, you know, what's your favorite pizza topping? Uh, just a conversation to get people engaged and feeling like they're connecting with the life of the church. Right. And that's consistent with what we push for or promote for the streaming church platform. Oh, yeah. And that it's, it's a way to a really low barrier to entry way to have people participate in your service without having to get get the nerve up to walk through the door and find out, you know, what's going on. Cause I mentioned earlier, I, I've got a, a good friend who said the most uncomfortable time in his life was in a church and it was just, huh. <laughs> so, so he has great fears. So, yeah. but yeah, online, low risk, no problem. Get to know the place. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Jonathan, all right. So, so your idea here is, uh, you know, put some content out there, that is not necessarily marketing your church, yeah. but content to inspire people, encourage people, maybe make people think about mm-hmm. something, think a little differently about something, uh, some images. And, and again, I, I don't think there's a problem at all pushing this because uh, that's a lot of people are looking for images and content. So social, sundaysocial.tv Correct. is a place yeah. they could if they wanted to subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's other things out there as well. So uh, let me, we've got a few minutes left here. I want to, I'm interested, this is probably off the subject, but we no, got you, we got you here. <laughs> so uh, the hidden, the hidden option, that's yeah. the latest book that you just had, uh, just, just came out. What is that about again? Yeah. So um, I, 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 so here's the the background for it. It's kind of a weird story. So I uh, I got contacted two years ago by a conference, and they wanted to, me to speak. They'd read a blog post that I wrote, and they said, hey, we want you to speak on this one sentence from one blog post you wrote. <laughs> and the, the, the sentence was, uh, creativity is finding the third option when it appears there are only two. Repeat that again. Uh, creativity is finding the third option when it appears there are only two. Okay. So they gave me that topic and I I thought about it. And I, you know, as I started delving into it, I started referencing scripture and reading, reading through the the stories of of the way Jesus responded to things. And I started realizing that, you know, there are oftentimes in life that we feel trapped by a problem and we feel like there are only two good options. You know, biologists, psychologists call it fight or flight. Uh, You know, when we're, when we're dealing with something that, that feels hostile, we either fight, we pick, pick up our hands and slug away, or we run away. That's our default response. Mm-hmm. And that's great for survival. You know, if a lion, enca- if I encounter a lion that's ready to pounce on me, I should either run away or fight. Like, that's a good survival instinct. But most of our problems are not survival issues. They're actually more complex than that. 
Right. And so consequently, what we do is we often just rely on the two most obvious options and people get hurt or we just make bad decisions. And I've seen that God's creativity, God's problem solving or God's wisdom often is a third option that isn't immediately apparent. So it's the hidden option. It's finding the, the, the third option. Um, so you have the story of Jesus with the woman who was caught in adultery. They parade her in front of him and they say, hey, Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery. What should we do? Should we stone her or should we have mercy on her? Like those were the two options. Right. And the religious leaders were, were trying to trap him because they wanted to to get him in trouble. And so the two options, stone her, have mercy on her. And then Jesus comes up with a third option. He says, yes, God's law is to stone her, but you who's without sin cast the first stone. So it was mercy, but it wasn't really mercy. It was it was a different route, a different way of thinking of it. It was putting the mercy on the people. Um, so it was just, and I've seen scriptures filled with stories like that that mm-hmm. that have a, a hidden third option. It's a crazy, almost a prize ending, if you will, to the story. So the book's really about helping you think through discovering the third option for problems you encounter. That's good. I like that. I like yeah. That. Are there? It's a don't want to summarize the one the book in just a sentence or two, but what what are some of the the things you can do to to unearth the the third options? Yeah, well, one of the ones that I'm most excited about is is this idea of looking for God's limitations as His direction for you. So when you're trying to tap into God's creativity, in what areas do you feel limited? So when I think of the story of Gideon, for instance, Gideon's called to fight a battle. He gathers everyone he can get together, and I think it's he gets 30,000 30, people. But unfortunately, the Midianites are 135,000 people. So he's outnumbered. It's a bad situation. And then God starts limiting Gideon. He first of all sends 20,000 people home. Then he sends all but 300 people home. So now it's 300 people in Gideon's army versus 135,000. And if you're familiar with the story, Gideon surrounds them in the middle of the night with uh, trumpets and with torches. And he basically does a military bluff. He bluffs the Midianites into thinking there's this massive army that surrounded them in the middle of the night. Uh, and so it was a creative option. But to be honest, that creative option wouldn't have been possible if he'd had his 30,000 people. Because you can't sneak up on an army with 30,000 people. Yeah. But through the limitation God placed on him, he actually found the hidden option. It, it, it was There was a miraculous component to it because God planted the idea, planted the fear in the Midianites. But really, it was a very natural military bluff, and it was a creative solution. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're, we're running out of time here. The book is The Hidden Option, which is what uh, Jonathan Mom was just explaining. So uh, several ways to get a hold of you. Uh, your website, one of them, you have uh, like 158 <laughs> of them. But uh, you have one that's Jonathan Mom. Dot com So that would be uh, Jonathan, and the last name is M-A-L-M, all one word, JonathanMom.com. Jonathan What's... with no, with the, only one H, right? Oh, yeah. J-O-N-A-T-H. Yeah, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Right. Okay, and then M-A-L-M. And then M-A-L-M. Where, what else? What are, the, what are your other websites for those keeping score at home? Yeah, so churchstagedesignideas.com. Um, which is one we referenced earlier. It's, again, stage design ideas for churches. <laughs> yeah. And then um, sundaysocial.tv. And there's a few others here and there, but we'll we'll leave those as the main ones if people want to get in contact with me. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, and if you want get to a, get a hold of Jonathan, just hit one of those websites up. 
and uh, there's a, a contact button on there somewhere. All right, awesome. Well, this is good uh, social media for your new congregation. I like the uh, I like your thoughts here. We we definitely need to uh, connect with people and uh, go a little easier on trying to push our stuff and just yeah. Uh, so that's good stuff. We appreciate it, Jonathan. It's always good to have you on. You're on Twitter too. What's your Twitter handle? Jonathan Malm. I'm Jonathan Malm pretty much everywhere except for Google. Some okay. some Jonathan Malm got there first. <laughs> What's the nationality of Malm? It's Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Yeah, so if you're familiar with IKEA furniture, there's actually a Malm line of furniture. Oh, so it's pretty right. exciting when I visit their stores. <laughs> are, you, are you making a lot of money on that? I'm making no money from that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a long lost relative or something. Okay. No, probably, but it's not. I'm not seeing any of the money. So. All right, good deal. All right, sir. Well, we are very grateful for your time with us. It's always a lot of fun, and we will definitely do it again. Thanks for having me. All right, so we uh, are out of time. Steve Lacey is across the table here. We've been talking with Jonathan Mom. I'm Phil Thompson, and if we can help you in any way, uh, you can reach out to us, or uh, if you want to talk to Jonathan, you can go through us, and we'll we'll get the message to him. Uh, our email address is uh, probably a good one, would be just support at streamingchurch.tv. And you can catch the Church Solutions podcast on any any place that you get reputable podcast, right, Steve? That is true. Anywhere you want. Just search for Church Solutions podcast and we'll pop up. So uh, we appreciate your time today, folks. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a great day. And we will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions podcast. Take care.